You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you? Pretty good. Let's go ahead and jump right into this. Let's talk about... Well, we're not talking COVID anymore, are we? They got egg all over their faces for that one. So we need to shift. We need to jump to something else. So we need to talk about the riots, right? That's where we're at now. So mm-hmm. it's... um Yeah, COVID just kind of... It was there, now it's not. And this is where we're at. As everybody knows, or anyone that hasn't figured it out by now, there was a man who was killed by police, pretty much. That's what it was, who was murdered by police. I'll just put it that way. And that cop has since been arrested. And so this started in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It started as a peaceful protest, right? But now all of a sudden, they're busting in hundreds of people all across the country into different cities, or thousands of people, rather. The DSA is organizing, and they're uh, they're taking part in all this. And what's happening? They are absolutely decimating businesses, storefronts, abandoned police departments, things of that nature, looting, burning. It's it's just, it's unbelievable. This is what's going on in Minneapolis, okay? Minneapolis, let me see, what are we on, the third night now? Is this the third night? I think so. Okay. All right, so Minneapolis was left in ruins, okay, on Friday morning following the third night of the, yeah, third night of riots and protests uh, over George Floyd's death, okay? Trump, actually, Trump's gotten in on this. He's talking about the, uh, the he's calling the mayor a, a radical leftist and and warned that uh, that he would intervene in all this. And so the uh, the mayor, okay, let's, let's talk about the mayor, okay? The mayor, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the guy's useless because he's come out, right? This is his response to this, all right? I want you to hear this. This is the mayor's response. Okay, his name is uh, Jacob Frey. Okay, this is his response to the protesters, quote, protesters. Okay, the rioters. This is his response to them. The city encourages everyone to exercise caution to stay safe while participating in demonstrations. Think about what I just said. Okay, they've they've cleaned out Target stores. They're burning pawn shops. They're burning bars. They're looting uh, businesses. They're they're smashing out Wendy's. Uh, one, One Wendy's got torched, right? So auto zones are being burned to the ground, you know, and not just in in Minneapolis, right? But anyway, I'll go on with this, including wearing masks and physical distancing as much as possible to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The city has made hundreds of masks available to protesters this week. This guy can't be serious. He cannot be serious. This guy's uh, you, you talk about a fool. You talk about a fool, an absolute moron. This guy, your your city is in flames, pal. And you're out there telling people to social distance. You're telling them to wear masks. The only thing a mask is going to do at this point is it's going to protect them from the tear gas if they dump milk all over it or heavy cream. That's all it's going to do. So how these people, I, who, who in the hell are they pandering to? Who are the who are these people pandering to? They can't be pandering to somebody with a brain because anybody with a half a brain is going to look right through that and say, who is this guy even talked to? He's a, he's a complete he's a complete idiot. Why is the mayor not out there? in support with the National Guard to try and put a stop to this. That's the that's the position he should be taking. He should be out there condemning what these people are doing to burn the city down, to burn the, the businesses. What about the people that work at those businesses? How about that? People that work at that Target store, they must have 100 employees there, 200 employees there. What about the people that work there? These people don't have any quarrel with this. They're, they're out there trying to work and make a living in all this. What are they going to go back to? 
I mean, I understand that Target has insurance. Okay, just I mean, it's a major corporation. As a matter of fact, that's their home. Uh, that's that's where they're located, right? That's their home uh, corporate offices is in Minneapolis. Now you've got 200 jobs that are lost at that business. You've got maybe another 20 or 30 that are lost at a Wendy's that was torched. You've got another 10 or 15 that are lost at a um, at an auto zone that went up in flames. You've got pawn shops. You've got bars that are privately owned. Those jobs have been lost. Those people are ruined. They're going to have to, you know, and you've got numerous restaurants. You know, I, I got a, I got a quote from a guy who says he's, well, he just let his business burn. He'll just collect the insurance money. My point is, is that these politicians are in the opposite position that they need to be in. I'm on board with the fact, I said this yesterday, I'm on board with the fact that there needs to be justice for this guy's killer. Okay. I, I get it. Has to happen. And it will happen. Right. He was just arrested this morning. So that's a start. But the wheels of justice turn very slowly. Believe me, I know I've worked in it. But for a mayor to come out and say, please practice social distancing and wear masks when your city's in flames, when you've got hundreds of people that are just trying to make a living in these businesses and work in these neighborhoods and they're being burned to the ground. That's it's just it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic to even hear something like that. So when I hear Trump come out and make a comment and talk about how the mayor's a radical leftist, I don't give a damn what side he's on. But when you take a limp wristed response like that, and you pretty much slap the community that elected you in the face by not condemning what these people are doing, but endorsing it makes it even worse. That just makes it even worse. But now these things are popping up everywhere else. OK, so th- these things are popping up all over the place. So now you've got uh, let me see. There's there's scenes that have unfolded across several states like New York, Colorado, Ohio, right? Columbus, Ohio. The state house was smashed in. What for? Why? Why was the state house smashed in downtown Columbus this morning and l- or late last night? Why? That makes no sense. You know, it's it's a, it's two states away. OK, so if you want to stand and if you want to stand down there and, and protest, fine. But what's the state of Ohio have to do with it? Five hundred National Guard troops arrived in Minneapolis and neighboring St. Paul to quell the unrest. OK, long overdue. They should have been called in on the first night. NYPD officers were seen brawling on the ground with protesters and at least 70 people were arrested. Out in Colorado, Bruce, you're uh, one of your old alma maters out there. In Denver, shots were fired at the Colorado State Capitol where hundreds had marched to demand justice. In Kentucky, there were seven people that were shot dead in the protest over the death of Barona Taylor, who was shot dead by cops in March. Ohio protesters breached the state house in downtown Columbus. Yeah, I read about that this morning. Demonstrators damaged police cruisers in downtown L.A., where a protest first started on Wednesday, right? We heard about that. That was the guy that got thrown off the top of the cruiser car. Why were you even on it? As of this morning, what was his name? Uh, Chauvin? Is that, is that his name? Chauvin? I'm not actually really sure. I think it's Chauvin. He was taken into custody. That's the guy that you saw uh, kneeling on the guy's uh, neck. Okay. he's uh, He was taken into custody this afternoon, and he's been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. Okay. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the National Guard. Okay. So the Guard's been called in. This is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is the right move. I was going to say... Uh, I mean, I said yesterday, I think that they need to go in there with water cans and they need just just to start dispersing these people. I mean, I, I was trying to be somewhat polite about it, but Trump's gone a step further than that, hasn't he? So, yeah, Trump tweeted out this stuff, you know, about the National Guard coming in and he wasn't being as, shall we say, light handed as what you recommended. His comments in, on, on Twitter was... Uh, you start looting, we start shooting. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, he, of course, he didn't say what they were going to be shooting. You know, it could just be rubber bullets, but um, or, or beanbag rounds, whatever. But still, like I mean, you, you look at the absolute, like the list you posted on all these businesses. Okay, mm-hmm. hundred and five, hundred and five businesses. Okay, and fifty-one. That's in Minneapolis. Fifty-one in St. Paul. Okay, and six in the suburbs. All right, I'm not going to go down through all these, but an Arby's was has been completely destroyed. 
Okay, Kmart has had uh, damage done to it. There's actually Kmart's left. Walgreens has been smashed out. GM Tobacco Lake has been burned out. McDonald's has been burned out. Wal- another Walgreens. Wells Fargo location has been burned out. Barbershops, bike hubs, car dealerships, tire stores, wireless dealers, pizza shops, dollar stores, uh, laundromats, Citibank locations, taco restaurants, subways, auto parts stores, liquor stores, tobacco stores. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, this is little independent grocery stores, things like that. These are businesses. These are people that belong to that community. Yeah. I mean, what? What are you doing? What are these people doing? You don't go out and do something like this. Even this guy's family, even even Floyd's family's come out and said publicly, they've said, look, he wouldn't have wanted this. We, we don't want yeah. you to do this. Th- this is our yeah. community. What are you doing? You're not gaining, as you put it yesterday, they're not gaining support for their cause at all. No, no. So th- there, this is not about Floyd. Yeah, this is not about Floyd anymore. You know, I understand that that you want to go out there and demand justice. I get it, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I haven't met a single person that says, or excuse me, I haven't seen a single person come out and say uh, that they were on the side of the cop. If you, I haven't seen a single person no. say that. So I'm with it. You know, I, I'm with, I'm with it that there needs to be justice done here. Has to happen. I get it. But you're burning down your city. Like that's that's not gonna that's not gonna fix anything. You got one dumbass cop and his three uh, cohorts there that are complete fools, right? They go out and they do this and they deserve what they get. Okay, but going out there and burning down businesses and smashing up storefronts and destroying police departments, that's not going to bring that poor man back. It's not going to do it. So what are you doing? Guy comes out, uh, they, they cornered uh, media cornered one of these uh, these rioters the other night. That's what they are. They're rioters. And he says that uh, now this is a quote. He said, when there's nothing left in the city, they're going to start going to the suburbs. Now, if you think that this is going to be relegated to just the city areas, you should heed this guy's warning because he's absolutely right. They will go out into the suburbs. And so the National Guard is the right move here. It's the right move. Hmm. I, uh, all I hear is you're just a white supremacist. That argument, man, I, I just I can't stand it. We, we don't need to be having this argument right now. Like this is not hmm. th- this is not something that's like th- th- that's not what this is. That is not what this is. This no. is not about that. This is about the stirring the pot of dis. Yeah, that's oh, well. I'm not even going to get into it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway, th- this is not about George Floyd anymore. You know, this has just turned into a, an out of control uh, riot. Do you think that these people out there, the ones that are out there, do you think they even know what they're there for anymore? I mean, free th- stuff. Yeah, free stuff. That's what it's been. I saw people. Wa- I saw people running out of that Target store. What would they have? Like a stack of LCD TVs or whatever it was. LED TVs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. Yeah. The the guy. The poor guy that was killed by those cops. Yeah. He'd want. He'd want that. You know. Give me a break. Give me a break. You've got poor business owners that have come out and that have. I mean, they, they've made statements. I mean, I, I saw. I saw an interview of a guy this morning. This is a business owner. Okay. This. I'm going to play this clip here real quick. It's only. It's only about 10, 15 seconds long. Right. This is a business owner. And here's a guy. He's. A, he's a black business owner. Saved his entire life. Right. Took his life savings and put it into a business. Okay. That's all he had. That was all the money he had. Okay, now th- and this is what happened to him, right? Take a listen to this. Today, we found core boy Bala, who invested his life savings into opening this sports bar, cleaning up. While our camera was there, looters came back to try to steal his safe. Right, trying to steal the safe. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to work so hard the game. So hard. Now, what in the world has been proved by destroying that man's life savings and that man's business? What in the world has been proved by that? You know, let, let's go for a minute. Uh, just run with this for a minute. Let's assume, just just for the sake of this argument, that those officers were being racist. All right. Let's assume that that was 
the entire focus of what he was doing. And these guys are out rioting like this. Is this encouraging any kind of let's work together? Let's um, stand up together to it's just they they the, the black community is saying that there's racism still here in the U.S., right? And how we're all racist, white supremacist, blah, 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 blah. You, you guys have heard the story. Is this um, endearing us to them right now? This is only bringing up more racial angst, is it not? You get my point. This is just triggering even more and it's cr- creating even more angst between the the two it's causing more division it's not bringing people together why are you doing this other than the fact you're trying to get free stuff i get that but it's just this isn't helping helping anything no it's not you're absolutely right this is not helping anything and and for this to go on i mean look you're you're out there look we've been devastated enough by all this covid garbage okay all of it yeah which by the way this is breaking this this is breaking trump just announced that the U.S. is terminating our relationship with the WHO. We're pulling out. Oh, good. That's about damn time. That is about time. We're long overdue on that. But he's citing this over its failure to enact reforms in the face of the U.S. concerns over its handling of the coronavirus pandemic and its pro-China bias. Quote from him, because they failed to make the requested and greatly needed reforms, we will be today be terminating our relationship with the World Health Organization and redirecting those funds to other worldwide deserving urgent global public health needs. Trump said at a press conference, the world is now suffering as a result of the mis. <laughs> yeah, OK. All right. But and he goes on to bash China. <laughs> Of course. Uh, yeah, he goes well, on the I, I, I skipped over it a little bit when we were talking about the uh, uh, executive order. I, I skipped over a little bit of, of some of the stuff, but he basically says in there, he, so this, this is how you know, he absolutely had a hand in writing this. It wasn't written for him and he was just you know announcing it. It goes in there and talks about the big tech companies and all that and doesn't go by mentioning them. And then mentions them by name and specifies China. In, in, in it. So you, you know full well he had a hand, in, he had a hand in it. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a breath of fresh air to be out of that organization. The hell with those people. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's good news. That, that's good news. Not to be outdone with any of this. Where, where do we leave off with the, the, the protest? Okay. So the media, all right, this is, this is the media. All right. Now, I want you, I want you to listen to this, okay? This is this is how the media is spinning this, okay? An MSNBC reporter is out there in the midst of all this, all right? And they're saying that, of course, they're still calling them protests. They're not calling this riots, all right? They're not calling it a riot. I want you to hear what this guy says. Just listen to what this guy says. This is only like this is only ten seconds long. I want you to hear this, but because this is the only pertinent part of this. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly but fires have been started and and there's a crowd that is okay he says this is mostly a protest and it is not generally speaking unruly he says this as there's a building burning behind where he's standing okay like it's on fire there's a three-story fire raging behind him in the same shot and he says that this is mostly a protest and it's not generally speaking unruly Okay, this is where the this is the level that they think the public is at. They think people are so stupid they can't see through this. Your thoughts on the MSNBC reporter here? Um, You know, I had heard uh, from someone that's in that world. Those organizations are actually banned from saying that this is a riot. That word is actually banned. Um, They're only allowed to say these are protests. So you're joking, right? Yeah, no. 
No. Wow. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, for God's sake, man. I mean, look, the, the bias of this, so many things about this, and you've got the media given cover. Now, uh, okay, the, the other aspect to this is the media weren't given cover by the Minnesota State Troopers, were they? No. Okay, so CNN, right? C- CNN's out there in the midst of all this. And they're just standing out there on the street, right? We're playing this, you know, Bruce and I can see this video. Unfortunately, use the, the listener. You can't see it. But I mean, it's out there. You can go out. You can go out and look it up. Now, clearly, the news reporters, they're standing here. They're talking to the police officers at the police line. You can see it. And there's not any rioters or, or protesters around them at all. So they're just standing there. And they're, what they're doing, they're saying to the officers, look, just tell us where you want us to go. We'll, we'll follow what, whatever lead you want us to, to do. Just tell us where you want us to go. He's standing there. You see right there, Bruce, he's got these credentials in his hand. You see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he's got, he's standing there. He's standing in front of the news crew, right? The camera's there. He's got two crew guys with him. He's got the microphone in his hand. He's got his press pass in his hand. Okay. You've got, what What would you say, Bruce? There's like 400 cops there, it looks like. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of cops there, yeah. And there's and- no, there's not any rioting. There's no protesting around that. They've already, it looks like they've already come through there. That business has been burned out behind them. And now yeah. all of a sudden they're just arresting the CNN reporter. Now, far be it from me to support CNN. Okay. I'm certainly not going to do that, but this right here, this is not right. This is not right. I'm sorry. What's the harm in this? What, what's the purpose of this? There's not, there's, I mean, it's not like it's in the middle of any kind of uh, scuffle or anything like that. The police are not doing anything. They're standing there just holding a line. They're telling them, hey, just tell us where to go and, and we'll, we'll, we'll move off. Just tell us where to go. Instead, they cuff this guy up and they take him off. Now, what was the purpose of this? Why, why would they do something like this? I'm not. The, the only thing I, that I can figure is what did they do off camera before this? That That's, oh, that that's my been first it. question. Yeah, it could have been. It. Uh, but uh, but they only arrest the the anchor. They don't mess with the crew, right? No, I don't think they mess with the crew at all. The, the crew just they continue to stay there. So maybe it was they asked him to stop. And he just kept on with it. I don't know. But yeah, because the part that we've heard, they were actually really respectful. Um, which, you know, the bit I mean, that we, we heard. Yeah, there's audio of this. There, there's audio of this. I mean, this is the feed they put out on on their Twitter. So, I mean, who knows? But the, at the beginning of this, they're actually before the arrest, before before they cuffed him. He's actually saying to the police officers, just tell us where to go. That's all we need you to do. Just tell us where to go. So we're not in the way. And they cuff him up. Yeah, a side note to all this. Oh, there's the crew. There's the the crew's getting arrested now. Yeah, now the crew's getting cuffed up. Uh, A side note to all this: the area here. Oh, I. I, By the way, I'd be as a cameraman, I'd be really pissed if they did any damage to that camera because those cameras are all those are not cheap. Yeah, those are not cheap. Those are about a hundred thousand a piece. (laughs) Yeah. So if you the the footage they're showing around right when he's kind of looking around. Um, this is, is, is this America? This doesn't even look like America. No, this like, looks like, this looks like a, a war zone somewhere. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Um, but from what you said, they, they later, they released these guys. Isn't that, is that what you said later on? A, an hour later, they, they went in and, and were verifying the IDs of these guys. And, uh-huh. uh, then they released so what was them the, an hour later. What was the point? Why, why don't they just, okay. If, if you're out there in the midst of all this, why wouldn't you, okay. If you're the press, why wouldn't you, I mean, he, he had his credentials. He had his credentials right there. He showed them in the beginning. So why wouldn't you, if you're the press in the midst of all this, I mean, you see these guys, they go out into these, uh, they go into these correspondent tasks out in say like the middle East or something like that. They're wearing flak jackets. They're wearing full, you know, riot gear. And they say press across them. Why wouldn't they just do something like that here? I mean, clearly, everybody like the cops are in full riot gear. 
Why wouldn't the media be out there in the midst of all of it the same way? Right. Wouldn't that make more sense? Just put press across yeah. your across your chest, across your back on the carrier and then have your credentials out there with you. I mean, it's that simple. That would clear up a lot of confusion in all this, I would think. Yeah. Side note, by the way, I don't know if you've seen earlier when the when you the guy was panning around, you, you had the one officer in right gear and tan. That didn't look like one of his uh, clubs that he was holding in his hand. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, right there. See the guy in the background there. That doesn't look like a club, at least on my screen. That's a good catch. That's an AR. That's not <laughs> that's not a club. And you notice nah. you notice he's not in right gear. Yeah, he's in fatigues. Interesting. That's uh-huh. a good catch. That's a good catch. All right. Do you want to talk about the uh, the armed citizens that are out there protecting their businesses? And we're not talking about the heavily armed rednecks. You've got a lot of African-American business owners that are out there doing the same thing with ARs and uh, AK-47s protecting their businesses. Good. That, I mean, that that's that's I, I really don't have much more to add to that. That That's the Second Amendment, right? Good. They should protect their business. Yeah. I really hate this for these people because we just went through this COVID-19 thing. Everybody had to shut down. These businesses are already hurting for money. Yeah. And now they have to go and do this. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. This, this is, is not. A, oh. This is not a, the ideal situation because, look, we just lost 40 million jobs. OK. I mean, that's what we've got on the books right now from the Department of Labor Statistics. 40 million yeah. jobs. 40 million people are out of work. And now this. And and I'm telling you, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, I, you know, you've got a lot of jobs that are that are in the process of being lost up there as well or have already lost. And now. Like these poor guys, like like this guy that had his life savings busted out because because of what he goes back while he's there. You heard the you heard the clip while he's there. Mm-hmm. The, the looters are there. They're trying to steal the guy's safe from his business. Yeah. I mean, now th- th- that poor yeah. man's probably dealing with enough in the midst of all this. And so, you know, what good is this doing? It, it's not doing any good. This is not justice. This is not justice no. for George Floyd. This is not justice. No, no. There was a there was a situation where they uh, were at the target, right? And I believe it was the target. And they were they were hitting up the target. They were going in and, and busting up the self-checkouts. They just went in and were busting them up. It looked like they were trying to break open the safes on there with, with hammers and stuff. But yeah, it just it's crazy. This isn't. Yeah. Again, are we are we in America still? Like this is not. Did we like are we in some parallel universe where America is no longer you know, America, we're, we're in some third world country. I mean, that's what it feels like. I thought that with COVID, to be fair. I thought that with COVID. True. That's fair. So I, I want to get to these, uh, I want to get to these business owners. So African-American business owners are protecting their own stores with AR-15s and AK-47s. Okay. They're just standing out there, standing at the, the fronts of their businesses, and uh, they've got their own hashtags going on. Business owners in the Minneapolis riot were defending our stores from looters. And, and good on you. You know, good on you. I stand with you. Good on you. Uh, business owners, uh, they're, they're also putting up uh, minority owned and black owned signs on their doors to try and, you know, keep uh, keep them away. But to be honest with you, this angry crowd like this, I don't think they care. They I really care. don't think they care no. in the midst of all this. They, they really don't care. So I'm sympathetic to the business owner here because th- this isn't right. What are they supposed to do? I mean, you're asking them to to put up with all this stuff during COVID. If they haven't gone out of business, they have to put up with all this now to, to try and figure out what they're going to do to make it out on the other side of this thing. And now you're going to have fools come around and smash out your storefronts, man. No, no, I'm sorry. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what steps uh, they're going to take in the, the coming time here to um, to try and quell this. 
because I don't see this ending well. But again, you know, we're back to back to the beginning on this. But uh, the business. Okay, so keeping with business owners, you also had we talked about them yesterday. We had a small group that self described as heavily armed rednecks, right? They were guarding shops as well, weren't they? And they were standing out there. Yeah. We're, we're not talking. We're not talking color here. Okay. When a Minnesota reformer reporter asked the two men with rifles standing outside of a tobacco shop, which clearly there's more than two men, you can see three or four of them standing out there. But they asked the mm-hmm. two guys that were standing out in front. Uh, he asked the two guys to identify themselves. One man responded, "Free Americans." And so, see, that's it. That's it with all this. We're not black. We're not white. We're not Hispanic. We're not Asians. We're not uh, Northern Europeans. We're not Africans. We're Americans. That's how it is. Yeah. We leave all that stuff yeah. behind, right? When when we, we put all that heritage crap behind us, that's the idea of America. You leave all that stuff where you came from. You go to America. You start over. You start fresh, right? That's what we do. We don't look at you because, because you look different. We look at you because we have something in common. We decided to put ourselves ahead and to be free people, not to look at somebody from where they come from or what their heritage is. All that stuff's in the past. That's real progress. You see these people that are pushing these agendas. These are not progressives. They call themselves progressives, but they're everything but progressive. They're regressive. They want to drag people backwards. They want to set us back. They want to pit us against each other. They don't want people coming together for the betterment of the country and and looking at people in a positive light. They want everything in a negative light. You notice how they cast everything in a negative shadow? Yeah. It gets cast in a negative shadow because it causes despair in people. When you have despair in people, then it causes a sense of no hope. Do you ever wonder why? And I'm going to talk about Obama here because he's one of the biggest proponents of of this this race garbage that we're seeing. And I'm just calling a spade a spade. Okay. Now, uh, not not everything the guy did I thought was bad. Right. Mostly it was, but uh, I didn't agree with a lot of it. But. Nonetheless, this race nonsense, this guy stirred up a lot of this stuff. And a lot of people are forgetful of that. Do you ever wonder why Obama ran the campaign on hope the first time around? Do you remember that? In 08, he ran mm-hmm. the campaign on hope. Do you know why? Hope and change. Exactly. Exactly. He ran it on he ran it on hope and change. Okay. But the biggest thing was hope, right? So the hope was that, hey, look, we're electing an African the first African American president. Okay. Now, if we were this big old racist country and we didn't like anybody because of what they look like and all this stuff, he never would have been elected. That's a fact. In 2008, America was ready for a change. We were ready for that. We got tired of the same policies that were being pushed over and over and over again by the next president to the next president to the next president. We were sick of Bush. We wanted to change then. Here comes a guy out of nowhere, good looking guy, knows how to speak, very positive, comes with a clear message of hope and change because we were ready for a change. We were tired of all the same stuff. That's a vague we message got, of change. It's a change, vague but. message of change. Yes, there were those of us that could see through it. But the idea yeah. was, the idea was by running on hope. Okay, here's a positive outlook of something. Okay, th- this is the this is the correlation I'm trying to make. The message of hope was we're going to change things because here's the first African American president. Right, we're moving in the right direction. Okay, he comes at you with hope, and then he goes in two terms. Sets everything back 50 years, minimum. Sets everything back 50 years. Destroyed our space program. Set race relations back by half a century. Brought in Common Core. Brought in the social justice warrior mentality. Pushing this this nonsense upon people. What does that mean? What does this do? This causes you to take the message of hope and have it broken down 
to make you think as the average person out there that there is no hope. If Obama can't do it, if the guy that comes out of left field, who's who's the, the, the representative of progress, he champions the message of hope. And if he can't get it done, then you think by default that he gets broken down politically then there is no hope. That's what it boils down to. So th- this idea, this negativity that they that they project in in politics and in the media, right? People should reject this idea. You have got to see things in the positive light for what they are. This is why Hollywood is failing. This is why politics are not uh, revered anymore as as places that people do good work because the negativity that surrounds all this stuff is just it, it it's a it's a disease it's an absolute disease and look what it's done to the country look what it's done i, I was raised to to look at people for who they are right not for what they look like right you judge a book by its cover you're a fool so i've always judged somebody on the content of their character right even as 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 dr king said as martin luther king said you always judge somebody on the content of their character that's how it always is not just in in my own personal life if i've done that i've done that in business as well and i've worked with all different races all different colors all different creeds you name it okay uh, genders all of it and i'll tell you something even from a point of hiring somebody right and i've, I've said this before when it comes to even business Right. I've always taken somebody based on the content of their character, always. And that's how it should be. I base somebody on their qualifications and their willingness to do that job and their self-determination. That's the point. But this idea that we're just going around now and we're, we're, we're doing all this based on identity politics uh, and we're checking boxes just because they fit that criteria, that's a surefire way to destroy the system. So we've got to get back to this idea of what these two guys or well, these five guys that are standing out in front of these businesses, all different colors, by the way, not one or the other, right? Because that's what this is about when it comes to the media at the end of this, isn't it? It's about divide and conquer, pitting one against the other. Well, there are those of us that see past that. We can see through this. We understand what the agenda is. And this is not an agenda we need to follow. It's not an agenda that I want to be a part of. It's not an agenda that I want my countrymen and my countrywomen to be a part of. We need to be free Americans. They want us to be against one another. They want us to distrust the government. They want us to distrust, you know, one another. They want us to distrust business. They want us to distrust everything. They want us to think the entire system's broken. And yeah, it it is broken in some ways. Sure. Uh, There is some problems that need to be addressed, but um, we shouldn't forget who created those problems to begin with. And, you know, uh, it's just, they're not out to help us. And by they, I mean, well, specifically the left politicians in general, there, there are a handful of politicians that are that are good that are trying to legitimately help the country, legitimately try to to bring you know the power back to the people and whatnot. But by and large, that's not all of them, unfortunately. And we need to be self aware. We need to be self governing. We need to be you know getting into the research. Find you know I don't know. We just we we need to get into the facts and find the facts. And when you go in to vote, know who you're voting for. Stand on your principles. Don't get don't get bound and bogged down by this two party system. I know we've had it since the 1790s, but quit thinking that way. Quit getting into the tribes and and look at the people that are legitimately trying to help and and are trying to do something or not just trying but have done something to to help the nation. Not not the ones that are destroying it like Obama saying hope and change and then doing the exact opposite of what everybody was hoping for. So just um <sighs> Uh, honestly, you, know, I, you I, mentioned I you mentioned there about business. You, you mentioned there about business mm-hmm. and about how the the system's broken. The system's broken because they broke it. That's yeah. why the system's broken. The system was fine until we decided to deviate from our projected course. 
So all these ideas that that we've that we've gone through over the last three or four decades, this this uh, concept that we're we're selling out to foreign countries, we're selling out our, our our industry, we're selling out our manufacturing, we're selling out our resources, we're selling out our food, we're selling out our 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 medicine, we're selling out our medical supplies to a foreign country. You want to know why the system's broken? The system's broken because the people that are in power broke it. That's why the system's broken. You pull out industry, you pull out prosperity, you take away people's dignity, and you put them in a consumer economy. It's like oxygen being sucked out of the room. You want to know why we have an opioid epidemic? Because it rolls in when there's nothing else left. That becomes the new economy. You take stuff away from people, then you have to backfill it with something. And that's precisely what they've done. This is why we have a drug problem. But see, nobody wants to address that. None of these politicians in there want to address this problem. On top of that, what does this breed? This breeds a homeless epidemic, right? We've certainly got our fair share of those over there. That has to be dealt with. So my point is, is that there is an order and a process to build society and to build economies. And they have done the complete opposite of all of these things. I said yesterday, if you make a bad decision about something and you're wrong, well, that can be rectified, right? People make mistakes. We're human, right? It's just it's human nature. We make mistakes. But if you make a bad decision about something and you're incompetent about it in the first place, well, that's a crime, in my opinion. That's unforgivable. I'm sorry. You can't do that. But they do it and they do it over and over and over again. And we put up with it. And so now, uh, in the midst of all this, uh, we're going to have to figure out a way out of this. Uh, and it's not going to be easy. And I mean, we're $25 trillion in the hole. Where are we going to go from here? So, I mean, this is what we're going to have to do. You talked about uh, the system being broken. The fact is, is that this can be changed. This can be fixed. And the way that it can be changed and fixed is, I think Trump's on the right course. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, uh, and, and give him a pat on the back. But in this case, uh, at least today, at least for today, in my opinion, he's done something in the right direction, which is starting our process of a withdrawal from the United Nations. That's the bigger picture here. You got to start somewhere. You can't just walk in and say, well, we're done with the United Nations. We're not going to be a part of that anymore. You can't just do that. So I think the, uh, the first step in this is we need to withdraw from the World Health Organization. That's long overdue. So it's time to pull out of that organization. It's time to break away from this. Same thing with as it relates to our economy. Do you want to get the food production back from the Chicoms? You want to know how to do that? You don't just go in and seize it. You can't do that, you know, because then you set the precedent for the government to come in and seize whatever business they want and nationalize whatever they want. So you're trading one evil for another because government mismanagement's gotten in, gotten us into this mess in the first place. So we don't want to do that. So what do you do? You have the government go in at least and you buy them out. You buy them out. You buy out their shares, say, you're taking this money. We're taking our business back. Thanks. Have a nice day. And you kick them out of the country. I'm sorry, but when you have certain things that make you a sovereign nation, right? Food, medical supplies, pharmaceutical drugs, resources such as, you know, whatever it might be, coal, oil, precious metals, raw materials, rare earth minerals, those types of things, right? These are things that keep you sovereign, as a nation. These are things that you need in order to survive, to be able to keep your population working and healthy. And when you sell that out to a foreign country, and you knowingly sell that out to a foreign country in the name of lining your own pockets, well, that's treason, my friend. That's what that is. The food production portion of it, Smithfield Foods, that's the largest pork production in America, right? Smithfield Foods. And then, of course, now the Chicoms are into, uh, into seeds. You know, the Chinese Communist Party owns most of our farmland in the US now. Did you know that? I think it's over 80% of the farmland in the state of Maine is owned by the Chinese Communist Party or Chinese companies, rather, 
course, you can't be a Chinese company unless you're a Chinese Communist Party member. So it's the same thing, in my opinion. But they also own the seed companies that we have to buy from in America to plant our crops. So all this is going to have to be changed. You talk about a broken system. This is where we're at with it. So all this stuff has to be gone back on, right? We have to get that stuff back. Now, I don't know how we're going to do it, right? I don't know what those idiots are going to have to do that caused this. But as far as I'm concerned, the ones that caused it are the ones responsible for getting it back. So anyway. Did you see that uh, every single worker has COVID at one of the farms? I did see that. Uh, farm workers, yes. They're, uh, yeah. Well, look, I was explaining, I was talking to somebody earlier today. I was explaining the testing thing. So yeah, we were talking about farms there. But I was I was talking to somebody today about uh, COVID testing. And they were telling me that they know, was it like, I think you said almost like eight or nine people that are po- that were tested and they were tested positive. They're all asymptomatic. Yeah. And well, they're like, well, what, like what is this? Factory. Yeah, well, it's it's the same thing. I mean, but the, the thing is, is these these tests are, are largely uh, they're testing for something else. They're not testing for the actual virus itself. So the, the idea is here that, I mean, everybody has to get it right. That That's the point of it, because then everything moves into kind of what we were talking about this morning with tech. Right. Everything turns into suspect. Right. Everybody's suspect. Everybody doesn't trust each other. And you mentioned it just a little bit ago when you were talking about how the media is trying to divide everybody. Well, they're trying to make everybody paranoid and turn everybody against each other. That's the point. So COVID plays a part in this, too. And the way that they're categorizing it, that plays a part in it as well. The thing is, is the U.S. is under multiple different forms of attack at the moment. But see, it's not militarily. We're inherently designed to fight against that. But that's not what this is, right? This is the new age. This is the 21st century. This is how it is now. Wars are not kinetic anymore. You know, it, it'd be very, very difficult to uh, to justify a kinetic war anymore. Although I think the Chicoms are working on one. They're cooking something up over there right now with Hong Kong and Taiwan. So that'll serve as a good distraction from them, of course. But everything now is economical and biological. That's what we're seeing right now. This is just another an, another side of it. So the biological side of it, they tried to play that, right? They floated that. They smashed our economy. You've got millions of people out of work. You've got businesses that are getting that, that are pretty much they folded. That was the economic side of it. You've got U.S. states right now that are still under siege by these little tin pot dictators. On top of that, now you've got riots and you've got riots because of one incident. So they're pushing us in several different ways, right? This is asymmetric warfare on a different battlefield. That's precisely what this is. The fact is, is that you've got a complacent media in place in the United States, on board with an agenda that was pushed by the WHO, the UN, and the CCP. So are we in a Cold War with China? I would argue no. You mentioned the uh, tin pot dictators, yeah? Uh, uh-huh. Michigan. So we, we've kind of talked about Cuomo and some of the stuff he's done, right, uh, for the policies. And for example, uh, one of the policies that he did was um, if a retirement home someone was infected there, they were hospitalized. When they were no longer in need of the um, hospitalization, they would be returned to the retirement home, even if they tested positive. Well, Michigan has a policy that's far worse than that. They're using the retirement homes as a quarantining location. Oh, you're kidding. So if you test positive, you're being quarantined there with the elderly who are not positive. And there was... um. A video that came out recently of um, a younger guy, um, I'm, I'm going to say like 20s, uh, maybe early 20s, was repeatedly punching one of the uh, elderly there um, in the face. Just kept punching him. Come again. And yeah, exactly. Now, when I first seen the video, I was I was like, OK, is this like an employee? Like, 
how did he even get through our our you know vetting system and whatnot? How did he, how was he hired? And and why does he still there? no? He wasn't an employee. He was one of the ones that was being forced to be there under quarantine. And this person had um, mental uh, issues. And he was it's just it's absolutely absurd he was infected not only infected but he was also beating the elderly that was there that's the kind of policy that um these governors are doing some of these governors not all of them. i'm just trying to process this in my head i almost want to say that voting these people out when i hear stuff like that i almost want to say that voting these people out isn't enough when i say isn't enough i mean we, we need to be looking at possible criminal charges here i mean we, we've got criminal mm-hmm. charges on them anyway i guess treason's a good place to start right but yeah. mass murder possibly or or something of that nature if you're ordering that to go on in your state and you knowingly do that Right. This is what I said about making a a bad decision and you're incompetent. Okay, that's a crime. Well, that's kind of what we're dealing with here, isn't it? That's precisely what that is. That is grotesque. It is. How is that even a policy that you signed off on? It makes no sense whatsoever unless you're trying to kill the elderly. Have you seen these people that run these states? Have you seen these governors? Do do they look like nice people? Are these people that you'd want to have dinner with, Bruce? Because I wouldn't. No, and and that's that that's kind of my point is uh, this is how do they get voted in? Like this is the kind of stances they have in vote fraud. Yeah, that, that's true. Ballot stuffing, man, ballot stuffing. That's why they want vote by mail. Mm. Well, uh, another uh, quick point you, you brought up uh, ballots, uh, you know, or voting uh, by, yes. by, by mail and ballot yep. stuffing. Um, one of the arguments that they're bringing forward now is um, the current press secretary. She's voted by mail 11 times, I believe, in the last 10 years. Now, I saw they don't go into that. detail. They don't go into detail on it. Was she out of country? Was why did she? I mean, they don't they don't go into detail on that one, but they just point out she voted by mail and is against it. And why does that matter? If she voted, I, I, I totally don't understand their, their, their thinking uh, on They're just, one. they're, they're looking for, I think they're just grasping at straws. They're looking for a way to call hypocrisy on something. I think that's all it is. See, anybody can vote I by agree, mail yeah. already. Yeah. Any, anybody can vote mm-hmm. by mail already. So if you want to vote by mail, you have that right. You can do that now anyway. It's just never been mandated. See, they want it mandated. That's the point. So then they have a justifiable reason to commit the fraud. See, now it's uh, it's not mandated. It's just you can request a vote by mail ballot. You know, you can re- request a mail in ballot. So as a matter of fact, you have to if you want one. You know, I have to request a mail in ballot. Obviously, I'm outside of the country. So, I mean, I, I have to I have to request a mail in ballot. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, if you're in state, let's say if you're inside the country and you want to vote by mail, you can request the ballot. You have up until a certain time to do that. You get the ballot sent to you. You vote and then you go back. If you're a person that's a traveling business person or whatever it is, which I'm pretty sure that that's kind of what she does. She's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Business people that travel all the time, they're not home on Election Day. They don't live in their districts most of the time because they're out traveling, doing business or whatever it is they're doing. So they're voting by mail anyway. So if she's voted by mail 11 times, I would venture to say it's because she probably wasn't in her district the day that she needed to vote. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my guess on this, too. And honestly, I I just this is so screwed up. The, the, the positions are there. Yeah, it's just the thing is, is for our country. It, it is. It is. And the thing is, is like the U.S. right now. And, and I hate to use an old an old phrase here, but, uh, you know, the U.S. is in the jackpot and we need to figure out a way to get out of it. So, yeah. you know, we're in a we're in a real pickle at the moment and we need we need to figure this out. 
So I don't know what the answer is, but I can tell you what the answer is not. And the answer is not what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now is leading us down this path. And by allowing, by allowing this media to continue doing what they're doing, you talk about irrevocable damage, right? Who's fueling this? Who is fueling this? On top of that, you've got organizations like the DSA that are out there capitalizing on all this. They're the ones that are responsible for this looting and this burning. If you want to know what those people represent, go back and listen to our DSA podcast. We did one. It's been a while ago, but it's back there. It's in our archives. You can go back and listen to it. It's called the Democratic Socialists of America. We broke down their, what was it, their national convention or whatever it was? Yeah, they had. Yeah, some of the stuff was quite comical. Some of it was also terrifying. I learned about points of personal privilege when we had all that. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I learned and about you, gendered uh, language. Yeah. And well, and you're supposed to um, announce your uh, gender, oh, yeah, what you identify pronoun. as. Yes, your pronoun. Your pronoun. I learned yes, about personal yes. pronouns during that time, too. Yeah. So yeah. you, you want to know who's out there uh, fueling these uh, these uh, this rage that's that's going across the United States. Go back and listen to um, to our Democratic Socialists of America podcast. I encourage you to do so. So it's still back there. It's free to listen. Anyway, this situation with this, uh, th- this, this Minneapolis deal, uh, and I'll say it again, this is a tragic situation, but justice is going to be served on this. The officer was arrested and he was charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. What remains with the other three officers? I don't know yet, but I'm sure that they're going to be arrested as well. But the main thing is, is that there's, arrest, there's an arrest that's been made. It's happened. So when you hear these protesters out there saying, or excuse me, when you hear these rioters and these looters and these people that like to burn, you hear them out there saying that they're not going to stop until they get what they want. Well, what do they want? The guy's been arrested. What do you want? You're going to go out there and you're going to burn businesses? You're going to ransack homes next? Is that what you're going to do? Until you get what you want? These people are insatiable. They're insatiable. And they're being fueled by a media that's out of control. A media that's blind with their hatred and their rage. So we've got to look past this. We've got to look past this as a country. We need to look at this as free Americans, not white versus black, not brown versus Asian, not whatever. You know, I don't care what color you are, but we need to look at this as free people. And we've got to look past this nonsense. That's all I got today, Bruce. You got anything else? No, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sitting down today. Appreciate that. I do believe we might have Tavish coming up this weekend. I spoke to him today for a little bit. Got Marty first part of the week. We got GP, I think, tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. So looking forward to sitting down with all those guys in the coming days. So thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.